This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to This Week in ITFC History. My name's David Diamond and I'll be here each and every week alongside Man of a Million Spreadsheets, author of IpswichTownStats.com and top ITFC historian, the renegade Statman. We'll be looking back at the names, the games, the wins, the draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. Got it out in the end, Stat. Easy, mate. Easy. How are you? Put it back again. How are you, um, mate? I'm a bit sad. Yeah, we're coming. We're sort of getting there now, aren't we? Yeah. This is the final lap. The the, the final the final episode of we're, we're of this season. Middle of May. Yeah. How, how? How's that happened? But guess what? What? We've got a little treat for the listeners. Oh, at we the end. have, haven't we? We have got a big treat for the just, listeners. Just to say, if, if you're listening to this thinking, oh, yeah, you're yeah. going to lead us on. But we're not. No. You have got hang to... In, hang in there. You've got to listen to, to game three, and hang. we're only down to three games because the last game we're talking about is an epic game. Yeah. And we are lucky enough to have a former blue on the... and A former blue and a participant yeah. of that epic game. No wow. Less. Yeah. Um. So... Here we are, the 12th of May to the 18th of May, and let's just get straight into it. Come on. Let's not even bother about the weather, the weather's nah. hot and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's the 14th of May, yeah. 1997. Yep. George Burley is in the home dugout. Yep. Howard Kendall, which surprised Ooh. me, is in the away dugout. As Ipswich Town play in the Division 1 playoff semi-final second leg at home to Sheffield United. Yep. The the first leg, uh, we drew 1-1. We did. Remember going to that game, Mickey Stockwell? I, did, I didn't, but... Yeah. Jan Argafjordov. Yeah, he was a, a player that I liked and disliked in equal amounts. He was very big. He was. Um, but I, what I remember about the, the first game, apart from almost being thrown out by... They've got horrible stewards. Uh, they're, they're all like... The Scotties are fine. But I think the stewards up in 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 uh, well they're not um, the stewards up in well they are unless they're going to come around and beat me up yeah <laughs> that's right but the the stewards were like squaddies and basically if you stood up they threw you out 
Oh, um, so it was one of those games where they they took no, there was no messing up at Bramall Lane. They took no prisoners. Yeah, and got back to um, to town. I think I went up on the the coach back into Ipswich, and as you do, mm-hmm. pick up a Greenland. Oh, and you know to read about the game, and the front page of the Greenland, I believe, had um, a very sad news that Jason Cundy had. Um, Undergone an operation because he'd uh, had testicular cancer. Oh, it broke that day. Did yeah. It? yeah, yeah. I can think about that. I can remember that. So yeah. we were we were on. You know, we were kind of on a high on the. I think it was. I haven't written down. I think it was a Saturday. Yeah, it yeah, must it have been. Yeah, and so then we were playing um, the second leg at home to uh, Sheffield United. Uh, away goals count uh, double in here. Just sort of mentioning yeah. it at this point. Um, eight minutes into the game. Uh, Peter Petter Caturo. Yeah. Uh, great player. He has his shot. And I always like it when they come off the underside of the bar. Bar on in. So that's our away goal out the window. And yeah. they're, they're now leading uh, 2 1 on aggregate. Uh, Scoey, uh, Tarico's got a cross. Great cross from Tarico. And it's a bullet header. Puts us back in um, at 1 1. So the, the tie is perfectly balanced at 2 2. Yep. Um, how old was Scoey then? What I remember, no, he was young. quite young. Young. He yeah. was quite young. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, how it stood at half time. 1 1. I think he made his debut the season before. Yeah. Because he certainly didn't play in 94, 95. He did, so he'd have made his debut. Well, he did. Do you remember Scoey season before? He famously hit the post against that's Millwall. That's right. Oh, yeah. Millwall, yeah. So we've got to half time. It's 1 1. So it's it's 2 2 on aggregate. And I don't know about you, but it's time to pick up the. Pick up the program. Bought the program as we pick as up we the program. In. Come yeah. on, let's have a mascot. Uh, the program was one pound fifty, mm-hmm. um, and you can see on the program it was. I think the first time that we got the 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 first look of the proper next season's home kit, which you know was that classic green oh. king, blue shirts, white sleeves with the little um, uh, well not the little but the Suffolk punch sort of trim S- down the sleeve. So in this season, then we were still playing in that that faded, faded, yeah, funny kit. Yeah, yeah, unless yeah. did we play that game? In, in the, the new kit, because there used to be a thing. Oh, <sighs> oh no, don't know. Well, no. either either way, we got look, they, yeah, we anyway. did play in the new kit and we didn't play in the new kit. Yeah. Decide which one you want to do. We, we got make, it wrong. Don't think yeah. it made a difference. Yeah, and in the middle of the program, they've got um, the what they call the summer catalogue, nineteen ninety seven. Oh. There's Scoey looking very proud in his full kit. There he is, and then they've got lots of other kits. So right, he's there wearing a kit that says "Punch across the top," which always makes me laugh. Yeah, um, but the next page you go in, and they're sort of like in a I don't know where they are, but there's Scoey and Wright sitting down in a couple of armchairs yeah, with a strange lamp punch, behind them. Wearing punch le- yeah. leisure wear. And then in a full kit uh-huh. um, of a red kit, which isn't a proper Ipswich Town kit, but it's got the the chest. And in fact, the whole stomach is a big Ipswich Town badge. Yeah. And red shorts is David Starry, who, if you remember, was uh, a... Boxer middleweight. Yeah, yeah middleweight very boxer. Good. Um but I let's think, get I think to David the... Starry. Sorry, this is I know this is no, a that's fine. I'm, I'm going to look for the. I believe he, David Starry. I think in one of his one of his fights. I believe he float float. He fought Joe Calzaghe. Did he? Mm, he very. He was a he was a proper contender. David Starry. Yeah. Didn't he box at the um, Corn Exchange or stuff like that? I yeah. Think there was a, think there was links be... between him and the players, and they you know. Yeah, I'm sure he did, but he he certainly he fought whether he. Would it have been a world title, maybe European title? I don't know, but yeah, he got he got a great, you know, really good level. Just uh, have a look. So we're here. I don't know if you're interested in who the mascots are. I'm um, always interested. Go on, well, it's clearly Let's the see. playoffs. Is it's a it's a big match because there are two yeah. mascots. So our mascots for this evening visit for this evening's visit of Sheffield United are eight year old. So how old will he be now? Twenty twenty eight. Yep. 
Thank you. Ish. Of Beckles. Beckles. Yeah, in Suffolk. Yeah. And this other guy, and I didn't realize, I know that, you know, Ben often mentions, you know, diamond towers, towers and stuff yeah, like that, but I didn't realize you had your own housing development. Oh, so the on. other person was um, Lee Flory, F L O R Y, of Diamond Close. Diamond Close, yeah. Where's in that? Ipswich. Diamond Close is off Brantford Road, isn't yeah. it? Somewhere up there. I mean, that, Coral Drive. They have, they've gone with the less fanciest spelling of, yeah, of Diamond. Yeah, it's not a proper spelling. But yeah, so if you are. Carl, he was a pupil at Albert Pye School. What, lived at Diamond Close? No, this was Carl, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, Beckles, yeah. yeah. Albert Pye, yeah. yeah. And uh, whereas Lee attends White House Infants. Oh, White House, okay, yeah. He and went, their favourite yeah. town players, one's got Richard Wright and the other one's got Steve Sedgley. Sedge. And obviously that they have to put, and I, if you're a town, if you're any sort of football fan and you see these things that clubs have to do because they need to go into print, particularly, I know we were talking... I was talking the other week about clubs are going to vote whether they have to, yeah, put you know produce a program. Yeah, how did you feel pa- about that stat? You should always produce yeah. one. Yeah, um, but in here they've done that little bit where they've got to get the news out, right? And it's got Wembley trains. As soon as I read oh, that in the program, though, I don't want to see that. But no. yeah, just oh, to let you know, no. supporters have advised in the event of town reaching the Division One playoff final, Anglia Railways is hoping to run special trains to Wembley Central. Anyway, that's enough about the program. So yeah. it's one one at half time. Yep. Um, one of the things that happened in the first half was that the um, Irish international keeper Alan Kelly, who was playing for Sheffield United, got injured, and he was kind of, I've used the phrase, hampered throughout the game. He wasn't particularly mobile, and I think Howard Kendall made a decision not to name his sub keeper on the bench, who was a at the time he used to be quite a good keeper, Simon Tracy. Simon Tracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to think it's one of those. That you used to see, obviously, every every club's got subkeeper now. Yeah. But um, probably centre half or full back with taking his goal kicks and stuff for him. Probably that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So we we go in the second half, and you know, twenty twenty one years ago now, the memory's kind of fading. Um, yeah. But Nicholas Goodmanson, oh. who we had on loan from Blackburn, yeah. liked him as well. That was a good loan S- sign. He scored a lot of goals. He I did. Say, yeah. That's a lot of goals. Probably. Four, four or five yeah. goals in that running, Important though. goals he scored. Yeah, big yeah. goals. Sorry, yeah. So with um with 18 minutes to go, he, he scores. We're going through? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> and um the four minutes later, um Andy Walker. Yeah. Um, remember it. Mistake. Defensive mistake, I yeah. remember. Uh, Deflated. Tony, Tony, I think Tony Vaughan, was it that game where Tony Vaughan was more interested about Pushing one of the Sheffield United players into the goal instead of making an attempt to, yeah. I think they were they were, they were they were at sixes and sevens. So that then put the tie at two two. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they put the game at two two yeah. and the aggregate at three three. So extra time went to extra time. But remember, away goals do count. Yeah. Um, after extra so time, so we needed a yeah we need a goal. Yeah. And what what do we really want in extra time is one of their players to get sent off. Yeah. So in the hundred and tenth minute with ten minutes to go. Nicky Shorey was uh, was sent off, but unfortunately, is it Nicky Shorey? Nicky Henry. Nicky Henry. I think so. Yeah. Oh, let me look at the program. <laughs> oh, no. You talk while I look at there. I think it was. I don't think it was Nicky Shorey. I think it was Nicky Henry. But I'm always wrong. Yeah. And status no, you, no, no, you right. are right. It does say Nick Henry. So I where on earth did I get Nick Shorey? Was he playing? I don't know, mate. Nick Shorey probably would have been playing for well, certainly played for Reading probably a bit before Nicky Shorey's time, to be honest. Yeah, I mean the trouble is, I think I, think I was I was putting these notes together whilst watching episode two of Westworld. There you go. Yeah, so that's what um, he. Um, he got, sure he actually played for England. Actually, did play once for England, I think. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. So, it, um, 
Nicky Shorey, who you know, or even someone else, Nicky Henry, or got, even that imposter, Nicky Henry. Yeah, he he got sent off, and and Town failed to capitalise. Yeah. I can't really remember a great deal. So we went out. All I remember goals. is the Sedge free kick, oh. North Stand yeah. end, which we which was the same end as we mentioned a little as I mentioned a few minutes ago. How many times has that Scowcroft yeah. hit the post? That yeah. North Stand end. Ugh. Keep a beating. Watch the ball. This is it, and it floats against the post, and yeah. Gone for another, yeah. And so, what happened in the in the playoffs that so often seemed to happen to us was that um, the team that finished below us, because we were fourth in the league, yeah, and they were fifth. They they went through to the to the final. But for me, things. I remember, do you know they played? I can't remember who they played. They lost interest after that. Do you remember? I don't know. No, I could, I could I look in the program. No, and see who don't, it was, don't I can't, worry, I, I can't just, remember. Um, just to give you an idea of some of the players that were named on the program, I can't remember. What the, so they had Alan Kelly, yeah, Mitch Ward. Yeah. Roger Nielsen. Oh yeah, yeah. Don Hutchinson. Yeah, Don Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah, never liked him. I did this game. No, I didn't. I did the away game for Ben. Two little ducks last last time. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah, he did quite well actually. Yeah. Carl Tyler. Yeah, centre half. David Holdsworth. Yeah. David White. Yeah, Man City. Nicky Shorey. Yeah, Nicky Shorey. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yanaga Fjortov. Yeah. Peter Petter Caturo. Yeah. Not Peter Petter Caturo, whichever yeah. one. And um. Dane Whitehouse. Dane Whitehouse, yeah. Was he actually Danish? I don't think he was. He's a little winger. I know yeah. that. Don't quite understand the word, the name Dane. Um, if I just could tell you. Um, do you remember what was number one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh. Well, not year, 97. No, is it a classic? Well, if, if anybody... Titanic. Was, if anybody was no. listening to this pod and paying attention, when Nicholas Goodmanson scored after 72 minutes, I thought, nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> there, there you go. That is the clue. I, I, I weaved it in. It was Starship. Really? Nothing's going to stop us now. Really? Well, I think so. I think that's, I think that's, I think Starship is longer ago than that. Surely, twenty-one years ago. Now, I reckon Starship was eighties, mate. You know what? I don't like. I, well, it's nearly eighties. Ninety-seven. <laughs> it's closer to the eighties than than we are now. I think Starship was back in the eighties. But look, I stand corrected. No, I know. You know. You know don't... what I'm going to do when I get home is going to see what was number one on the fourteenth of May, nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> now, as you've made me squirm, I'm going to get straight into Come it. Come on, Man, manager week. Uh, the the manager question. Oh, you monk. Oh no. So Howard Kendall is the manager of Sheffield United. Yep. Who was the manager before him and the manager after? Howard Kendall. Now, just to give you an idea, I was surprised when I saw that Howard Kendall... In this game, if you'd have said to me, Stat, what do you reckon, the, who do you reckon the manager is? I'd have said, Neil Warnock, without a doubt. It's going to be Neil Warnock. No. Mainly because I remember horrible scenes at the end, like Fjortov uh, spitting at Tariko and stuff oh, like that. God, they yeah. were... That was the, yeah. Not... Norwich of the North, weren't exactly. they? Exactly. I would say, okay, um, Dave Bassett. Yeah. Good call. Um, I would say that would be before Howard Kendall. It was. And I've got to say Neil Warnock. I don't know. I'd, I'd say Neil Warnock. I don't know. Steve Grit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I always thought he was. He went wherever Kerbishly went. Yeah. He was He was a guy that... I mean, Steve Grit's been out of the game for a long time at the moment. He's waiting for Kerbs to, to, get, <laughs> yeah. a, to get another job. I was pleased with, um, I was pleased with Bass. Around about that time, I mean, after that, I was been about... 97, I'm losing track. No, no, um, there was a documentary and uh, when Bassett was manager and they followed, they, uh, might have been on the very 
I don't know, Channel 4 or something like that. I remember there was a documentary about Sheffield United, like a real fly-on-the-wall one, Yeah. and and when Bassett was manager. That's why I, I can vaguely remember that. But what... Steve Grit, Christ almighty. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this game uh, stood out because it was the first time that we'd reached the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we'd, we'd played in the playoffs before. We'll, we'll come to that in a minute. But, yeah, the first time that uh, the proper heartache I felt as a town fan. Yeah. Um, but, you know, don't worry about the heartache because... Keep listening to the pod. <laughs> we're going to have it's somebody. Gonna get better. We're going to have somebody who's going to tell you about the game who actually played in the game, who <laughs> who knows what they're talking about to wear the blue shirt and stuff. So keep listening. But I mentioned the fact that this was, uh, you know, the first of the the heartache games for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but ten years before, I mean, th- this one was heartache, there, but at least with this one, and I think I'm right in saying, at least with this one. Um, we were never in contention for automatic, were we? You remember the other playoffs that were doubly made doubly worse when yeah. we lost because we were in contention till the final day and just missed out and then got beat in the playoffs. I mean, I think this one, maybe we finished, I don't know, did we finish fifth? I don't know, but we weren't, yeah, what well, didn't come down to, we were never in contention for automatic, were we? Stats now looking, but Let's we never were. Program. Yeah, so I, I seem to remember, I don't know, where did we finish? Fifth? We finished uh, fourth with oh, fourth. 74. Okay. Uh, Wolves, any good? Yeah. Uh, they finished third with seventy six. Yeah. Barnsley were second. That's right. With eighty. Yeah. So we're not really. And then yeah. running away with it, Bolton. Yeah. Ninety eight. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, let's go to our our next game. It's ten years before, mm-hmm. and we are actually in the playoffs. Yeah. The yeah. first season that the playoffs were introduced. Yeah. And now I just kind of want to, for people who understand what the playoffs are, and I think, you know, anybody who watches football knows what the what the playoffs are. Back then, it was a little bit different. And yep. the reason that the playoffs uh, came about was because it was brought in to reduce the number of teams in Division 1 from yep. 22 down to 20. Division 1, meaning yep. Premier Division. Premier League, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in modern money. Um, and Pounds, shillings and pence, so, yeah. The reason that they did that, um, yeah, was was it twenty two down to twenty, or was it twenty four down to twenty two? Uh, that must have been twenty four down to twenty two. I think it? it perhaps was. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so the re- the way that they worked it out was that the top two teams in the second tier of English football would get automatically yep. promoted. Yep. Um, teams who finished in third, fourth, and fifth mm-hmm. would qualify for the playoffs. Yep. But they would be up against a team that had finished in Division One, which was in nineteenth place. Nineteenth place. Um, was... And guess what? That's who we got. Yeah, Charlton. Yeah. Um, do you remember who the Charlton manager was? Do I remember who the Charlton manager was? Um, Charlton man, Lenny Lawrence. Lenny Lawrence, he was. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bobby Ferguson. So what we're looking at here is the Division Two playoff semi-final. Second leg. All oh, right, yeah. We'd already played the first leg. We ended uh, ended nil nil. Cooper saved a penalty from Colin Walsh. I remember that. Yeah, remember, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ex, I remember ex-Forest being player. at the game, but not much more than that. Played for played for um, Forest in a quarter final against this um, yeah. six years before. Yeah. And just to give you an idea about this, so there was another thing. It was our first ever game that we played on a Sunday. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Because well, when, when did we play Manchester United? That must have been... 88. 88, yeah. Yep. So it was our first ever game on a Sunday, mm-hmm. as well as being our first ever uh, foray into the... Um, Great word. Into the, into the playoffs. Don't 
11,234 fans turned up. 5,000 town fans. 5,000. I, I didn't go. I must no. admit, I, I didn't go. This was a game I that I listened to on um, probably Radio Orwell. Yeah, probably. Do you um, remember that? Goal action. <laughs> yeah, Charles. <laughs> Charles Con- no, Charles Collins. No, it was, was Brian Knight, wasn't it? Probably Knightsy, wasn't it? And then they'd go across. There'd be that little delay, and then you'd be thinking, "What's the cheer like?" And yeah, be, yeah, if it's ah! loud. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be thinking, oh, if it's an away so, game and it's loud, yeah. well, it ain't us." Yeah, and although it probably could have been that day. It well, it's true, but we decided to save up one of our worst performances of the season. Jim Melrose. Yeah. Do you know much about him? Uh, Leicester played. I think yeah. he may have played at Leicester with Lineker, or he may have even replaced Lineker at Leicester. Yeah. 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 Um, he scored in the. Uh, I think both of his goals were were headers. Scored yeah. in the seventeenth minute, and then I don't remember them coming. Ninety so ninety seconds later, he then scores another header. Yeah, I see it. And, right? and that's it. Um, town uh, at half time. It was quite a physical game. Kevin Wilson went off injured at half time. Town. You know, like I said, didn't play well, didn't do themselves uh, justice in in this game. And Steve McCall, um, he scored a late goal, 85th minute. And we did have a chance to equalise. Looking back at reading some of the old um, men who made the town uh, supplements and stuff. And we did have, it doesn't say what it was, we had a chance to equalise. And if we had done, we would have gone through on away goals. (laughs) Frustrating. Um, Charlton then went on to beat Leeds. In, yeah, and so Charlton then remained in Division One. Yeah, I think stupid idea. That. Yeah, I think the um, the third and fourth it was Leeds against Oldham, I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Charlton went on to beat Leeds. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, mate, I don't remember that at all. I don't really remember much about this game. I, I can remember, yeah, I remember the result. I, I think, yeah, I can't remember Melrose scoring. I, I knew they were two 0 up. I can't remember him scoring so. Close to each other. I remember the home game of Churchman's. I think Cooper saved the That's penalty. Right, yeah. Churchman's end, I think. But yeah, um, Bobby, well, that, that was Ferguson's first. last game. Yeah, well, well, this is what we said, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I think we said the other week when we did a little bit yeah. about him that at the start of the, the sort of season he was giving the ultimatum. Look, you know, this is it. You've got a season, um, yeah. and you think, Christ, he did so well, you know, to get, you know, probably to, you know, to one to get in the playoffs because a lot of teams just fall out of the fall out of the top division and just certainly first season just don't bounce back or don't get anywhere close to it yeah um you know even you know look villa taking a couple of seasons for example these in these days so yeah a bit as we said i think he was a bit harshly uh harshly dealt with yeah there can, really can i just throw in uh like i said you know that episode of westworld was, was excellent <laughs> they had um <laughs> Tallulah Riley has a great part and a great English actress. And I think it might have been a little bit distracting because what I've also written down here is another manager's game. And there's part of me, but now I've got no idea. So people who are listening, we're going to get all sorts of complaints at this point. Let's play the manager game, right? Right. For Charlton. Right. So in 1987, we know that Lenny Lawrence, as you correctly said, was in the dugout. Yeah. Right. This this is either... It can't be right. Um, Who do you think was... The manager before and after. Curvishly? No. Not Curvishly? Well, sh- shall I tell you who it is? And then you. this is where the, the whole notes are going to unravel. This is before and up. So I'll I tell you who was manager of Charlton. Um, but was that before that? Was bloody old Ipswich. Um, was Andy Nelson was manager of Charlton at some point? Well, it wasn't him. Okay. Um, I think he was the first player to be sent off for England. Alan Mullery. Alan Mullery. Oh, and wow. that's fine. I'm confident with that. 
But then I've seen who I think is the manager after Lenny Lawrence. And guess what? I've written Steve Grit down again. Yeah, that would make sense. So that would make sense because I think I think yeah. I think I've got to say I think Lawrence. Yeah, I'd be fair. It was replaced by Kerbishley. Right. I think it could have been a grit Kerbishley combination. Ah, that was a hell of an episode you were watching there, Stat. Oh, it was. So, but do I we think, think so. that ten years later that grit popped up at Sheffield United, or have I just written grit no. down on the wrong way? I don't think you so did. Anybody? And I tell you what there... else I think you've done there, Stat. Yeah. That would tie in with. Nothing's going to stop us now as well, because I'm sure that was 80s. But hey, look. Oh. Just, just to let people know <laughs> that producer Ian has 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 come into the headphones just to say that nothing's going to stop us now was 1987. It's taken to the last week of the season. It's not even on a football question either. Damn. But, but hey. Hey, that's, you know. That's game two. Uh, brilliant. Stat, oh my goodness me. Now, what have we got lined up next? The final game. Actually, it's the final game of the, this whole season of a uh, history Stat, pod. where's it gone? Where the hell's the season gone, mate? It, it was like August and it was shirt <laughs> sleeves and now we are in, in May. Yeah. So uh, we've got a special guest. Can't, oh. can't believe it. Go on. Yeah, we, we've got, we're going to cover the game, Ipswich 5, Yeah. Bolton 3. It's not, it's not Barry Knight, is it? Barry Knight, yeah, he is. He, <laughs> the ref, he, he's the scourge my, of Bolton. He's my mum and dad's next door neighbour, so yeah, that's fine. Um, no, this guy's a bit more special than, on, than Barry on. Knight. Uh, he joined Ipswich in uh, November 1997, uh, scored on his debut. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how much he cost, because yeah, yeah. I mean, at the Don't... time, that cost a lot of money. Yeah, it was yeah, well yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, in 1997-98, he scored 22 goals. Yeah. In that season, he scored his first career hat-trick. In a 5-2 victory over Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Remember we covered that where Matty Holland went in goal? Yeah, yeah. And in 1999-2000, that great playoff season, he scored 23 goals, of which 22 goals were in 44 appearances. Phenomenal record. He ended with 158 appearances for Ipswich, 62 goals. He is the king of Portman Road. It's Jono. It's Jono. Hello, Jono. Good evening, how are you all? Hello, we're great. Man. Yeah, very good, thanks. Great, great to speak to you. Can, um, I, can I just say that we're just here um, bowing now and genuflecting <laughs> at the microphone to have you on here. Yeah. Um, no, so- it, it was absolutely fantastic uh, four seasons and like I said, that season was something I'll never uh, forget and the last couple of games, would, well, the three weeks were, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, because you obviously, Jono, you obviously played in that, you're obviously involved in the playoffs the previous two seasons, you know, the one against um, Charlton. Charlton and then the next season yeah. against Bolton as well. So you and along with it, you know, a lot of the other, a lot of the other part of the team had just been through that, you know, that sort of heartache of uh, of missing out on Wembley the previous two, um, you know, the previous well, two seasons. Well, the year seasons. that I came, yeah. I think you just missed out on the playoffs to Sheffield United. We did, 97, um, yeah, the year before. And, when I joined, it was more of a, you know, I think the lads started the season off quite slowly. Yeah. Um, if, if I was correct. Yeah. I think they were near the bottom, in the bottom six or seven. I think through to, you know, they just basically started the season off slowly. And when I joined, um, I didn't know anything about the club, the players. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just an opportunity for me that I thought to step to that next level. And, uh, 
from the very first game at Wolves away, I can just, just remember you can stop scoring. What a talented team we have here. Yeah. And, you know, they're very young with some experienced players. It was a great mix and uh like you said, the team spirit and we just went from strength to strength. You you were you were a fantastic buyer. Like I said, it was it was eight hundred thousand pounds and I remember being at a supporters club AGM or something and, and George Burley came in and he I was talking to him and I said, It's about time you signed somebody and he went, Guess what? I just have he said, I've signed, I've, seen, I've signed David Johnson from Berry, And I kind of was like, right. I'm not Who? quite sure. Yeah, well, yeah. With, with all due respect. I, think, I, yeah. and, I think even when I came in, even yeah. the players, like, who on earth is this? And I, I hadn't really played against Ipswich that season because we'd just been promoted from Berry, That's right. And it, that, that was like, you know, it was like Wimbledon into the Premier League for us <laughs> to get to the Championship. And we'd started off quite well. Yeah, and I was leaving a team in the top six to come to a team in the bottom six. Um, but even from the first day in training, I realised how much quality is in this team. Yeah. And and I wouldn't say that I was the cutting edge that they needed in the final third because they had Alex Bathy, Bobby Petter, Gregory, lads who all scored yeah. goals. I was just different to the other three, and the way that we played. I just played off the shoulder and I was I was just different because we had James Scowcroft who's another young lad who was very talented. Yeah. And I think I was just different to what we already had and I think that obviously that's down to George and his recruitment. Uh, and I, I just fitted in well. Did Were you aware, just something I always I want to ask actually, were you aware that, that you were pre- preceded at the club like 20 years before by, by another David Johnson? Yes, well, I realised that when I got a lot of fan, fan mail, and the fan mail was David Johnson was white, and I realised that wasn't me. Um, so uh, it was, uh, it, oh, was it was really interesting, and uh, and I was very lucky and proud. You know, they yeah. had a song already. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, King of Fortnite. So it, yeah. it was very, very um, humbling. Um, and, you know, it was strange in the first year, you know, being called the King of Portland Road, and I barely stepped foot on, you know, on the turf. But I hit the floor running, and largely down to the team, how exciting we were to watch. And I oh, was yeah. just that person, lucky person, the final third, like Alex Matthews going, who didn't really have to score goals from 20 yards. I just got an area in and, box, uh, and I was lucky enough to, you know, very fortunate that I hit the floor and scored goals. Yeah. For, for me, if, if somebody said to me, you know, what word would describe David Johnson, Mark II, shall we call it, I would say explosive. Yeah, yeah effervescent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Explosive. Yeah. 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 I, Quick. I, I think I had um, a little bit of pace compared to the other three. Yeah. I think Scoey was technically very, very good. Good, um, good in the air. Held too. the ball up very Scoey. well. Yeah. Uh, good in the air. Yeah. I literally gambled off him. Uh, yeah. I didn't really play much with Alex Matthew, who was similar, but he was coming to the end of his career. Um, and then obviously Richard Naylor, who was coming through as well. He was like a bull in the China shop. He'd be beating up all the players and then I'd get sneaking and then I'd get my chances. So it was a good blend. But, um, you know, I, I think that those days when we did go direct, I used to get on the end of things. But, you know, let's not forget, I think we were the, best football inside in the division oh, and I was there for three years and no one and I mean no team wanted to come to Portland Road and play against us. No, I think no. I think you're right and certainly you know, some of the players you met were one you didn't mention but obviously Bobby Petter but Kieran Dyer as well coming through just breaking through then I mean yeah. Yeah, so you see with Kieran was um, 
Kieran was probably, you know, bath of injury, was your modern-day Frank Lampard, who could do everything. He, he was a right-back at the time. That's right. Uh, but yeah. his energy and his quality was just unbelievable. And then when he became, I'd say, midfielder, when yeah. George gave him his chance, him, Matty, oh, yeah. just absolutely clicked. And then, obviously, Jimmy Jilton came in. You know, no, Mickey Stockwell was absolutely unbelievable for his age. You know, George would drop in for a game or two. And the lads just wanted to play football. Yeah. And when you had myself, Kieran, Matty Holland, unbelievable record-scoring goals, you know, we'd end up like with four or five people in the box, you know, from wide areas, <laughs> with Bobby Pett on the one side. So we always ha- we always overloaded uh, in the final third. And, you know, we got caught quite a few times away from <laughs> the other end. But, you know, I'm sure as a fan, it was exciting to right. watch, and especially when you had three homegrown players, you know, with the likes of Richard Wright, Kieran Dyer and, you know, James Scowcroft. It must yeah. have been amazing to see players like that coming through. You you did make us all very proud and I think exactly everything that you said, it was it was a great time to be a be a town fan. You always knew that there were going to be goals in the games and stuff like that. It was always going to be really exciting. So if if we look at the if we look at this game now, John, which we're talking about, in the in the first leg, obviously we were we were we were two nil down in the game. Uh, yeah, this was another game. Just quickly, can I just yeah. say this was, of course, this was another playoff, Jono, that you went into having just missed out on the final day again, hadn't you? Yeah, I, I think. Um, was it the Wolf- final final game was Warsaw? Warsaw. Um, I remember yeah. you scoring. You scored the, the first. Emotions, I think when I scored. Yeah, I think was it Man oh, it was City. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was, was Man. It, yeah, yeah. Charlton yeah, finished Man- top with ninety one, and Man City eighty nine, and we had eighty seven. Yeah. And, and I think when we heard that Man City were drawing um, and I scored, it felt like... Oh, the roof came off, didn't it? We, we were promoted. And I'm sure you'd probably, yeah. you know, say this, you know, the roof came off the stadium. It did. And that probably didn't happen until 10 days later or two weeks after <laughs> we played Bolton. But I felt that those days in between that Bolton game were mentally really, really tough. And what George did, and I thought he was excellent, when he brought Barker Stewart, he was that um, player that yeah. sort of came in and gave us a lift of things. You know, he spent two and a half million, and he gave us that lift of things. Okay, we've actually added more firepower, more quality, and a footballer that... Um, for how thick he was off the field, he had an <laughs> unbelievable football brain. Oh, he was! And I used to look at him and think, "I'm faster than him, stronger than him, quicker than him." But he was just—I've uh, yeah. scored more goals than him. But his quickness of brain on a football pitch, his yeah. movement was unbelievable. He, he he glided, and he was so graceful uh, to yeah. watch. Yeah, and he added something different to our game. So when we went into the game. He was still fresh, uh, and you know we knew it was going to be tough because they came out to kick us off the park. Well, going I into think I came off. Yeah, go, so going into the first game, you're you're, you're obviously two 0 down. I couldn't, I can't remember. Can you start? So I'm talking to Sean now. But were we were we, were town two 0 down when you went off injured, or was it? Because I, I, again, you yeah, went off we, injured we, in the we first were game. Two 0 down when I went off. That's right, and. I can't remember too much because I, I ended up in hospital. Oh, did you? Uh, so I went straight to hospital then. What did you do? And I guess um, I thought I dislocated my shoulder or something. Oh, that's right. But yeah. being a big baby, <laughs> I took some bruising. I was all right afterwards. <laughs> um, and I think that 
I watched the game in the hospital, yeah. and I think I came off for Richard Naylor. Yes. And he was up for a fight with anyone. It doesn't <laughs> matter what, who you put in front of. And I think he was the one that changed the game. And I think, you know, we look back now and we went to like the Sunderland's away and teams that were more physical than us. You know, he would probably been better off saying, Jono, off he come. I'm yeah. going to start with Bam Bam, yeah. maybe Scoey. Give us a physical presence up there. But George was very loyal and he thought that we could play football against anyone. And I can just remember being in the hospital and watching it. And I uh, couldn't really move because my shoulder was in agony. And when Marcus scored that unbelievable goal and smashed it from yeah. out of nothing, I was jumping up and down. And then, obviously, we got back to two all and it was like... They said to me, right, you're going to stay overnight. You're going to I said, no, get me back on that bus. So when I got back on the bus, there was a sense of we've given ourselves the best chance yeah, ever yeah. because we believed at home we had a massive chance. And I, if I, you'll have to correct me here. Did the rules change from they away did. goals yeah. that season? I believe they did from yeah. the Bolton game yeah. the, year, the year before. It was the exactly. first year out of the three years when everyone went, Oh, I said, I don't know. With two goals, we scored away from home. It's just nil-nil again. So, but I, I fancy this. And like you said, Tuesday nights from the lights of Portman Road doesn't get any better. Oh, I, I think the the biggest shock for us, though, as, as town fans, is when the when the team news was called out that you were starting. No, I couldn't yeah, believe it. Yeah, I think I uh, learned a lot from Matty Holland, you know, who would sometimes he'd go <laughs> to the walls, one train, roll his sleeves up, take a few painkillers, and then we'd wheel him out on a Saturday. And I thought myself, I have to give myself the best chance. But what I didn't want to do is let the rest of the team down. No. But I, I knew I could run, uh, but I was just waiting for that first contact. But I think the Adrenaline just got me through, and I think did I win a penalty very early on? Yeah, we, no, you were well, in. Um, you won the. I'm just looking here. Didn't you win the? Because the, if we quickly go I through the like goals, I mean, yeah. Bol- Bolton yeah. scored in after six minutes. Dean Holdsworth scored. Yeah, Dean Holdsworth. And I think the ball came across, and 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 right, he's brilliant. I think he went up. He went up for it. Yeah, looked like a foul to me. Yeah. Then Jim got his. First uh, penalty on the 18th yes. minute. Uh, and yes, he, that's he was, when he, I went down, yes. Yeah. And he, he played a one-two and he kept on running. And I think that I got put, brought down and then obviously he scored the first penalty. That's right. Yeah. And then um, then we missed a, a, a missed a penalty after that. Uh, oh, was really? Yeah, yeah there when was Marcus, Marcus, Stewart. Stewart, Mark, Marcus Stewart just got cut in half by... I'll tell you what, John, I was eight, it was. it's 18 years ago. We only remember <laughs> oh this because I've got, I've got it written down. <laughs> just to, um, yeah. uh, Dean Holdsworth scored a, uh, a great free kick That's on the 39th goal. minute. Yeah. yeah. So they went in 2-1 at half-time. So do you remember anything about the Georges half-time team talk then? No. No, it's good. It, it, was, it, was, it was memorable. John, are we having more injections in your shoulder, yeah. probably, yeah. mate? I can, I can just see okay. in Escape to Victory, Russ Osman there. wasn't a ranter and raver because he had such a high-pitched voice. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. we had a lot of senior players who would say things, and Martin, yeah. Tony Murray would yeah. go through everything. And, yeah. and George wasn't a ranter and raver. And when he did... It, it, we had to just end up giggling because his voice was so high-pitched. <laughs> I think it was literally, you know, we started off well. We just knew if we kept on going and kept on going, we would, you know, create chances. And obviously, the second half went and, oh, I, I you know, I was knackered. But literally, 
I just kept on going and the lads kept on pushing you through. And then all of a sudden, we were the ones that were creating chances, getting through. And then the game just became... They were just trying to kick lumps out of us. Well, why do you think that... You know, hold on to 2-1. Why do you think that was, Jono? Because they knew that we were... Better football inside. A nice team. Yeah, I think so. That, that, that's probably... Even you look at Mogger and Vino, John McGreal, mm. we never had... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Any Nasty. aggressive player yeah. that would get sent off every week at 10 bookings, apart from Bam Bam. Um, <laughs> you look at our midfield, Matty Holland rarely got booked. Jimmy Jim was too slow to kick anyone. <laughs> um, you know, we had two wide players that, you know, covered so much ground. We never had any physical. And then you look up front, me and Marcus, Pimenelli, it was like, 18 stone wet through between us yeah. so we knew from set pieces and stuff we were always going to be vulnerable but they just thought of you know you go through their team Dean Holdsworth Mike Whitlow oh, you know yeah, yeah. But they had a Premier League quality team yeah. physical they're all in their prime and mm. ready to step back up under Sam and we just outplayed them and made them run I've got to pick and, up uh, Sorry, John, I've got to pick up a point no. where you were saying about, about Jim, you know, being quite slow, but he he's equalising goal to bring it to 2-2. I mean, if if Lionel Messi had scored that in now, Sky Sports would be showing that goal about 500 times. <laughs> he, he, he got a couple of good breaks, didn't he? But he, he, he finished it brilliantly, didn't Oh, he? quick feet, he, yeah, you know, quick, left yeah. and right. Jim was probably the most technical player at the football club. He yeah. was the most gifted footballer. Yeah. He had two great feet. Jim worked on it. Jim was one of the most hard-working, angriest wow. men that hated losing. Yeah. So I think Jim took it on himself to say to Matty, I'm bombing forward, I can make this happen. And he did, and you know, Jim's standards in training to on the field 
came through that game and when, you know, for me, oh, I think I could probably beat Jim running backwards. When he <laughs> scored that goal, I couldn't catch him. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Jim, you've been cutting us for the last 15 years, mate. You're uh, quite quick. And, uh, and, I, and I think that was a turning point in the, the game. The man was a, was a legend, but then obviously Bolton then went, oh, this is they, crazy. went they went 3-2 up and this is the bit I yeah. want to speak to you about. Alan Johnston scores this uh, great nowhere. strike. It's about yeah. 30 yeah. yards oh. or whatever. Right, he's got nowhere but near it. Don't you remember? That was like yeah. the very next attack. Yeah. But then crazy... what happened after that, and this is, and so, you know, Jono's on here because I just, you know, randomly tweeted him a, a, a video of, of this chance that he, that he had. But straight after remember. Johnston, uh, Alan Johnston had he scored his goal from the kickoff yeah. that Jono suddenly finds himself in, in the penalty area in front of the north stand. You kind of take it on a half volley and, and you see Yaskalain and, Pulls off yeah. a great low save. Can you remember much about that? Because you put your hands together like you're almost he, praying at that point. Yeah, listen, he was one of the best goalkeepers that oh, ever graced the championship. Oh, he's huge as he, well. He was top draw. Yeah. And every time we scored, we knew we were beating probably the best team, one of the toughest, meanest defences. And you don't get chances that often. And when it came through, it sat up nicely. And I just hit it quickly on the volley. Mm. And he just palmed out around the sides and I thought that was our chance to because they were on the high to bring them back down again and I just thought it's not going to be our night again but we're not going to give up there's 20 odd minutes left on the clock the fans were ready to you know erupt when we scored again and I just knew we still had some more to go in that game even when so at this point Obviously, Margot Tony Mowbray gets pushed up front with about, I don't know, five minutes to go, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And now I, I think we're all resigned to I don't know what you felt, Sean, but I think we're all resigned to it. It's just not going to, I can't believe it's not going to happen again, surely. Well, for me, yeah. b- before that, when, mm. when Mogga went up front, then, yeah. you know, Sheffield United had a chance. Do you remember they the went, save? Yeah, save from yeah, right, his legs to go, you know, yeah. they would have gone. F- yeah. They would have gone 4, four two. 2 up. Oh, and game, that was over. It. game over. Game over. I remember I was at the game and. Klaus Jensen. I, I always thought that we were going to have a chance, but I thought that our yeah. chance had gone. Yeah. And then next thing, you know, Vino picks the ball up on the halfway line, plays a, a you know, a, a, a pass that Mick McCarthy would be proud of, you know, and, and Mogger's yeah. there in the in the pen, penalty area. And he, he, he heads it down and it goes to yeah. Jim, sort of bounces once and Hell it's of a finish. in That's the back of the net. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how many times the roof has come off Portman Road, but the roof yeah. certainly did come off then. What do you yeah. do? You remember what? What do you remember? What you felt like? I mean, I wanted to run on the pitch. Probably it, did. It was like, like I've got tingles now, just thinking about it. And uh, you know, I can remember Mogger cushioning it down to it in his path. Yeah. And what you know, finish. Jimmy got away from his runner. Yeah. And typical Jimmy, technically. Yeah, perfect. Also sweet. He went Very in the cool. bottom corner, and we're running around like lunatics. And I'm thinking, what's the score? <laughs> yeah, are we through? Are we through? Are we, do we need another mean? goal? And yeah. Everyone's running back it to the centre spot, and then we're looking over to George, and he's throwing signals and stuff. And I'm thinking, what's the actual score? And you're looking up at the scoreboard, and you're thinking, are we winning on the way goals? Obviously, that's out of the question. Yeah. yeah. What's the script? Yeah. And everyone's jumping around, thinking we must be winning some type of extent here. Well, for, for me, I think it was it was like, you know, the heartbreak that we'd had the previous seasons of, yeah. of not, to actually, to be on the, the receiving end of, of, you know, to actually score so a, a goal in out. the 90th yeah, minute was, was fantastic. And, but for me, what followed was that uh, Whitlow uh, was sent off oh. for a straight red on, on Marcus Stewart, uh, yeah. professional, professional foul, yeah. he was going into the box. Yeah. Um, at yeah. that point, I thought, you know what, we're going into extra time 
They're down to yeah. ten men. They look absolutely shattered. We look like yeah, we they were, they were gone. And I thought yeah. we could do it. When did did you think we were safe at that point? Um, I, I can just remember them being, an, like I said, an older team, and literally they lost it. On. But the the what I was getting the gist of from their side, they were obviously fuming about the. Um, Descending off and yeah. said that Marcus dived and etc. Yeah. Yeah. And it just got a little bit nasty. And Sam Allardyce, obviously a big imposing man, and I was thinking, you know, we've just got to keep our heads here because we don't need anyone else sent off. And it was the last couple of minutes were just every tackle. It was like late lunges. You know, well, time wasting. It was awful. I'm, I'm sure it must have been awful for you, like watching the game. Oh, it was, but, but I mean, it just became awful. When when you talk about it being physical, you know, we're, just to keep you up to date, John, I'm not quite sure what the score is now, but I think I think we're three three. We're yeah. going into extra time, and in the fourth minute yeah. of, of of extra time, and then you talk about the injury that you had up in you know up in Bolton, yeah, the Reebok. Um, yeah. at the Reebok, you know, Richie sort of grabs you in the in the yeah. penalty area and slams you down yeah. with like a, a, a WWE. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Mm. did that hurt? And I can, he just ripped my shirt, and I thought to myself, "Okay." And but to be fair to the three, he he said that's a foul. The ball had gone, obviously. Yeah. And he said you can't do that, and it was a foul, and that just caused mayhem. I was a little bit thinking, "Is he giving it? Is he giving it?" I thought, and then when he sent him off, it was it was just relief. And I think if we score this, we're through. Yeah. I mean, what, so Jamie Clapham, he he took he took that penalty because obviously Jim had, Jim had missed one. Now I was reading yeah. in in Match of My Life, which, which Jim Jilton unsurprisingly picks the this game as his greatest game, um, and he was saying Mogga told told Jim you're not taking it, and there was a little bit yeah. of a discussion, and then Jamie Clapham said, "Well, someone's got to take it. I'll take it." But what? Why? Why did you not take it? Because I was when lads were practicing after stuff. I was probably in by then. Um, Jamie Clapham was another player who was technically very good and very confident taking penalties. Uh, Matty didn't want to take one. You know, we always said about Wrighty coming up because he could strike a (laughs) great ball, but he was too far behind. And Jamie Clapham, so chilled out as he was, calm and collected, came up and slotted it away like he was Alan Shearer and he'd taken 20 a season. (laughs) And and I think that... uh, Obviously, when Jim had missed the one before, the keeper had read him and stuff, and I think he actually stepped away. So when Jamie came up, I had so much confidence in him. You know, it wasn't a problem. And then, obviously, we went into the second half of, of extra time, and then, you know, Richard Naylor, bam, bam, he, pick, he picks the ball up. Really, really strong. Sets Rooster through. Well, don't forget, before yeah. that, there was another sending off. Oh, there was, yeah. There was... Uh... Elliot, Elliot, Robbie, on, Robbie Elliot, he on, was, on, yeah. on, on, on Rusa, yeah, right into the back of him, oh. clattered into the back. They'd lost their heads yeah. by that point. See, I, I, I yeah. think, and but, what they were trying to do was they, the few, can you remember, a few of their players had cramp and they were trying to yeah. get the game get, called get off because you had to have something like seven men on the field. That's right, yeah. So <laughs> they had cramp, and I can remember them trying to crawl off. And Sam was going, you can't finish the game with only six outfield oh players, my God. and the ref just told him to do one. Yeah, um, the ref, then, I guess, the ref was strong, I, I, wasn't he? On the night, the ref was really, yeah. really strong. Because all those, I know we're an Ipswich, we're Ipswich fans, we're not Bolton fans at all, but all those decisions were correct. You know, that horrible, horrible tackles. You know, the challenge on you for the penalty, hundred percent. Oh yeah, and 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 when, like you said, uh, Martin Russo went through, I had no doubt that he was oh, going to score. If it had been from two yards out, 
I probably wouldn't have fancied Martin, but <laughs> how Martin is, he could hit him from 20 yards, 30 yards. He, he, he was just fantastic from scoring from long range. And when it went through, that was Martin. Martin liked the big occasions. Martin liked oh, scoring yeah. the last-minute goals. And 10 days later, he did it at Wembley, and that was him. He would yeah. go missing for certain games because it was a little bit physical. But when he went through one-on-one, you're thinking, the game's over now. And well, again, and again, John, a very technically gifted player, Rosa. George only signed a technically gifted player. Yeah, good point. You know, yeah. when he signed yeah. John McGreal, we would, we were yeah. laughing, thinking, "What on earth has he done here?" But John <laughs> yeah, became ten times. But he was like the Steve Bruce of the championship. He, he was absolutely phenomenal yeah. for Ipswich, and yeah. uh, and that went on to have a great career. Yeah. So we, the, the final whistle went. It was it was five three. You know, we had. Four years of hurt that we'd had kind of been washed yeah. away. We we all ended up on the pitch. I don't know about you, Dave, but I was, I, on, I was on the pitch, and yeah. you were on the pitch as well, Jono. And at some point, amongst the what seemed like a thousand odd fans on there, uh, being this guy started fighting. Well, not fighting, grabbing what I thought was somebody's shirt, and then I yeah. realised that you were. I think you were being held aloft on people's shoulders. And this yeah, guy, to yeah. be honest with you, he looked like he could handle himself. He also, <laughs> yeah. but to be fair, he also looked like he had a bit. He liked a few pies. So I thought, well, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to carry on holding on to this shirt. And then after a while, he kind of just let go. And then I yeah. sort of blended back into the crowd, went back into the stand, saw my 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 mate, and I went, look, I've got Jono's, and I, I was about to say shirt, and as I pulled it out, and they were your shorts. Oh, I've still got that. them. <laughs> I've, I've still got them in the drawer. And I remember I went into town, had a few drinks in 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 town after to celebrate. And I went home, and and, and my wife or fiance, as she was at the time, I appeared in the door, and um, like I say, a bit worse aware, waving your shorts around. Now the funny thing about this was, um, when Ipswich played at Wembley on the on the twenty seventh of of May two thousand uh, of May two thousand, yeah. it was two days after I'd got married. So my wife oh, wow. and I are sitting on the um, runway and we're off to Jamaica. Now, we had a conversation before where I said to Claire, come on, this is fate. I said, I've got Jono Shorts. He was born in Kingston. We're now going yeah. off on our honeymoon to Jamaica when he's playing at Wembley. She said, you're not taking those dirty, smelly old things. And to be fair, they were a bit grassy. And I don't, <laughs> I, I, you know, you'd run around in them for 120 minutes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so she hid them. And when we were in the departure lounge at, at Gatwick, um, I pulled them out of my bag and, you know, they got to the point of no return. And so for three weeks, I was in Ocho Rios enjoying my um, honeymoon with your shorts hanging on the um, hanging on the balcony. Fantastic. I've still got them. I haven't washed them, much to my wife's disgust. But come on, they're, they're a piece <laughs> of history. Uh, you never told me that before. Yeah. No, it, was a, it, it was a fantastic night. And really? like you said, when the fans ran on the pitch, yeah. uh, I can't really remember too much. Um, we had an unbelievable evening. Um I don't know where these medals came from, but somebody had handed Jim this, Jim will fix it, I know we shouldn't say that now, <laughs> um, medal. Yeah. And literally, it was Jim will fix it, and he Love went it. around town with <laughs> it on. Everyone was buying him beers and stuff. Brilliant. And we were thinking, it was like we'd won the playoffs that night. Yeah. So we had the day off and then we came back in and literally the hard work started because we knew we'd beat Barnsley. We knew that Barnsley were very much like us, but we knew we had more legs, more energy. We'd played them twice before. We'd been 6-2 yeah. at home. We absolutely destroyed them. 
I went away from home. I think we beat them one nil or two nil. I scored, uh, so we we had so much confidence in that game. But two days just before we were on the way to Wembley, we were playing a training game. I was absolutely on fire, looking forward to the game. Yeah, and I can remember just running past uh, Tony Mowbray, and I just felt this pop in my calf. And oh. that was it then. I just thought, stuff. I'm not going to make it. And George just said, listen, you've been great for us all season. You can give it right until kickoff. And even in the warm-up, I was struggling. I'd taken briefing, painkillers. Yeah. And I just thought, I have to be fair to my teammates. And I just came off. Wow. Yeah. And th- like you say, three three minutes there. Did you, well, I'm guessing that you probably, you, your main aim was to get to half-time. No, my main aim was to play the whole game, and I was yeah. hoping it was going to uh, just wear off, as you know, some injuries yeah. do, but it didn't. And George kept on looking over at me, and I'm thinking, I'm struggling here. You know, I tried to run Chris Morgan. I had a great chance after about a minute and a half, and I went to hook the ball on the turn, and I couldn't quite get there. Yeah. And I thought to myself, no, yeah, we've got to give ourselves the best chance. So I just said to George, you know, I'm coming off, and and watching the game was probably the longest 90 minutes of my life. What was, what was the story about the blue hair then, Jono? Well, <laughs> I used to have, I have my hair done by Francesco oh, yeah. you know, in Ipswich, and, and I thought to myself, uh, blue kit, I'll have blue hair. You know, it was the last game at Wembley, apart from England. A couple of of days course, later. yeah, yeah. Everything was just historic about this performance. And like I said, we went on to win and... I look back now and, you know, my kids look at me and go, what were you thinking? And I was going, I don't know. <laughs> you, you stood out. That, that, that's uh, yeah. that's the main you, thing. Th- that was about it. Yeah, that was yeah. about it. So, so when the yeah. when the final whistle was, was blown and, um, you know, yeah. went up to collect the trophy and stuff, do you have any memories about that at all? Yeah, definitely. You know, all that's obviously shattered. Um, it was an unbelievable feeling. And when we looked around, you know... 40,000 Ipswich fans still there. Probably about 10,000, 15,000 Barnsley fans, to be fair, stayed. Yeah, it was great. Um, and the the party started as soon as we got back on the bus. And I can remember coming back to Ipswich. And the, the, I wish a lot of the fans were actually on the bus to Because what we went through um, was unbelievable. You know, George was drinking on the bus he broke one of the tables on our brand new coach <laughs> and as we were getting i'd say i'd say from colchester every single bridge oh, that's right. Ipswich was full of um ipswich fans and lined with banners and we wish we had an open top bus yeah and we we came back and we i think it was the fairground or something like that Suffolk, was it like Suffolk a, Showground, and, it? Trinity Park, yes, I think, that wasn't was it? Yeah, yeah. We had this massive marquee, tables, free wine, free food. Right. And by 10, half past 10, 11 o'clock, I turned around. Half the players were asleep and we're like, we've oh, got to go home. And we just said, right, we'll celebrate tomorrow. And I think uh, we all finished around about, you know, 12, you know, we yeah. were with our families, our kids, uh, the whole club that was a family. And it was a really, really early night that was disappointing. But the party started the next day. Well, I mean, they are fantastic memories. Great memories. Like, like yeah. I said, probably the most, the best game you've ever played in, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like you said, that season, 
all hindered on that one game at Portman Road and forever how many goals I scored, you know, and the team to get us where we were. Three years before we did the same and never really got past that. So that, and if you said to any Ipswich fan, what was better, Wembley or Portman Road that Tuesday night, it would be a toss of a coin because I actually think that game at Portman Road was just unbelievable. I'm, I'm with you, John. Because no, obviously, I, I didn't go to Wembley. I agree so to a point. You're Portland right. Road. Yeah. I've never, I've never known an atmosphere like even, even, and I, I'm a bit older than Sean, and so I was through the Robson era, and you know, saw the games, yeah. European nights. I don't think I've seldom seen a better atmosphere or, or been at a better game than that. It was also a, no. a, a bit of sweet moment for me. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't at Wembley. And I remember yeah. being in the stands and however many times I had been before that to sing K Sarah Sarah, we're going to Wembley. And I was singing it and I was thinking, oh, no, I'm but I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> to be fair, my wife did say when we were on the runway on, on the day of the Wembley match, she said, look, where would you rather be? Would you rather be at Wembley watching Ipswich? Ooh, and I'm like, ooh, that's not what fair. on earth is going to be the other thing? You'll be pleased, Jono, that I gave the right answer because I've only been married two days and I've, I went, of <laughs> course, on our honeymoon. Jono, can I just say it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure and we're really delighted and really pleased that you were able to join us. And I, I'm hoping, like yeah. I said, we had a conversation earlier that we might be able to yeah. uh, get you back on during the summer yeah. and we'll have a, a conversation nice. about your your whole Ipswich career. And, you know, yeah, Dave and no I often problem. have a have a chat on here. We, we mentioned on the pod about who on their day was the better player, <laughs> David Johnson or Marcus Stewart. So I can't let you, I can't let you go with saying, who was the best player on their day, Jono? You, you, you or Marcus? <laughs> See, Marcus is just obviously in the Premier League and what he achieved that season. And even me being his close friend and uh, rival, what he did was unbelievable. And um, we were just different. And me and Marcus had played in the Championship the same times. I'd always outscored him um, <laughs> and stuff like that. But when I actually saw him close up, I went, wow. this lad's top draw. I was like, wow. But we were different and he suited the club. And, you know, most fans will always say that he was a better player. I have no regrets. And now I'm retired. It doesn't make one job of me, no. uh, you know, at all. But if I was now playing with a pair of us, I would say I was a better player. Yeah. I still say, Jono, that season, it, that, uh, he was superb. And, you know, that season he had in the Premier League when, when the town finished yeah. fifth. I still remember, I think, I still to this day, I think it's one of the better games you had. One of my favourite games you had for town was that game against Man United. And I can still see Bartes making that save from your header. And you know what, yeah. mate? If that, well, I've, and, we said it on the pod, didn't we, Sean? Yeah. If that goal had gone in, who knows, mate? You know, that might have well, been that, that might have been your in, season. I would have stayed in the team. Yeah. And Marcus would have, obviously, because yeah. George liked a big player and a small player. Yeah. And like I said, I speak to James Scowcroft and a yeah. few others. And, you know, James is, you know, you're the best player I've played with. And I said, but Stewie, and he went, it was just different. Yeah. He said, you gambled. And I think that's what, if we were both very similar, I think people would say, you know, you know, on the day it was a toss-up. But Marcus wouldn't achieve unbelievable no. things in the Premier League. And But, you know, 20 years ago I would have said I was. But 20 <laughs> years on, I'm not really bothered. I was just one of the luckiest people oh, to be part of Ipswich's last decent moment in the last 20-odd years. And to a game where, like I said, I've never been anything or seen anything like it. And it was amazing to be part of it. Well, that's fantastic. King David, you, you are a thank legend. You so yeah. And we thank you very much for joining us uh, on this pod. 
Good yeah. luck. Thanks, Jono. Hopefully Thanks we can hopefully care. we Cheers. can speak Bye. speak again. Bye bye. That was superb stat. That was unbelievable, mate. Really enjoyed that. The amazing the yeah. amount of people that you can talk to if you you know find them on Twitter. Yeah. And he's what a star. Great work, mate. You got any birthdays for us? We have. We've got three oh. birthdays, and I appreciate that the conversation that we had with Jono was was quite a long one. Gosh, he liked to talk, didn't he? <laughs> he knew his stuff. Great. Bro. Um so on the fourteenth, I don't really want to follow having a conversation with Jono about Ipswich versus Bolton in 2000. We're talking about Nigel Ria Coker. Blimey, on the 14th of May, he's going to be 34. Unsurprisingly, he joined us because he was free. He was between, joined us between 2012 and 13. Nine starts, two subs. My note said he was useless. I think, I think the phrase, it seemed better. It seemed his best days. His best days were behind him. I think sums him up really, don't you? Well, you you say that. I've had a look at his career, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember seeing him play at Villa Villa Park. Yeah, yeah Villa. Yeah. And that could have been actually could have been his last game. I'm surprised that McCarthy even kind of picked him. Oh, um, yeah. I played against played against Ipswich in a in playoffs at West yeah. Ham. Yeah. But so before us, he was at Wimbledon. Yeah. Then he went to West Ham. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Villa. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Bolton. Don't then remember. he ended up with us. Don't remember Bolton. Okay. Yeah, for me, if you'd have said where is he, I'd have said Bolton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then after his career's gone downhill, he went to Vancouver Whitecaps, Ooh. Chivas, mm. um, Montreal Impact. Love it. IFK Start. Don't even know where they are. I think they're Finn, Scandinavian or something with IFK. Yeah. Um, and then he he's dropped. He's the lowest of the low. He's playing for the franchise team, MK Dons. Signed a contract with them at some point this season. Is he? I saw a brilliant thing this week because um, MK Dons are now um, officially Get now in. a yes. league lower yeah. than, than Wimbledon. There was that was quite sweet. That was all over Twitter yeah. actually. These Wimbledon fans not wanting to crow, but crowing very loudly yeah. actually. Yeah, no, that was great to Back see. Where you deserve yeah, MK Dons. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Nigel Rio Coker. I haven't really got anything good to say nah, about him. No, he didn't really set it alight, no. did he? Um. So let's move on to the fifteenth of May. Mark Kennedy. And nor did he, really. Uh, 42. Yeah. Uh, the Dubliner, we signed him from Cardiff for £75,000. Yeah. Um, he played in two, uh, 2010-11, so yeah, it was Roy, Roy Keane's um, final season. He made 34 starts. Do you, and, do you know what? Yeah. I'd have never said that. Goodness knows where Keane played him. <laughs> he could have been playing him on the right side of midfield or whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty certain he was a left-back, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, would he have been left back when Delaney moved into the centre? Ah, oh, good point, yeah. yeah. I, do you know what? I'd have never said he played more than yeah. 15 games, blimey. And then guess what? He retired. Yeah, and um, became involved with the account under 21s, yeah? Yeah, joined, joined the coaching scar- yeah. staff and, and the coaching scarf as well. As well. Um, he is. Uh, he made 34 cap, played 34 times for Ireland, mm-hmm. and he's now the academy oh. coach at Manchester City. Wow. Yeah. Bloody hell. So I wondered. Done all right there. Um, could have been in the managerial mix. Good, good. Actually, yeah. that very good shout, mate. Yeah. yeah he we, hasn't you know, been mentioned. We are going Sparky. to do something different. Um, but I don't know about, I haven't written it down, but memories of Mark Kennedy before played for Millwall, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember him playing for Man City. And I remember um, what we've spoken about, uh, the... Um, I think he might have even scored one of the goals that day, that last day of the season for yeah. Man City when they beat someone who I can't remember. 
Anyway, they won last yeah, day of the season. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kennedy was playing in that team and scored. Um, yeah, good, solid. Again, very much seen his better days by the time he came to us. But bowler count, well, obviously, bowler yeah. counts did a pretty good job with the under under 21s and yeah, stuff he did. And to get a gig at Man City, although obviously he was a. As we said, a Man but, City player. But when we say Man City Academy coach, I don't know about you, but in my mind, I can just see Man City would have about 20 different that's a, that's teams. That's a very good yeah. point, yeah. actually, yeah. You know, he could be uh, yeah. one one of 20, 20 odd coaches yeah, there. Yeah, coaching the under eights or something. Now, uh, the last birthday this week and the last birthday of the whole show, the whole, the whole season. Not Shuffle Bottom, no. No, but he's got a great name. He has got um, a great name. He was born on this day. Yep. 1916, and this on this day was first, the first, the 18th of May. First World War, for goodness yeah. sake. He was actually um, Graham Blackburn's uh, favourite player when he was in the Junior Blues. <laughs> His name's Ambrose Mulraney. That's a great name, Ambrose. And he was, he was a Polish international from Warsaw. You're making this up. Oh, sorry, no. He, <laughs> he's, he's Scottish, <laughs> born in Wishaw. <laughs> He's, he's gone. He's, he's yeah, gone again. Yeah, he's lost. Yeah. He's on the road. He's watching yeah. that Westworld and, and, and episode Ambrose again. Mulraney, that famous Polish. Yet <laughs> he was an outside right. Out, love it. Yeah. Um. And I tell you what, he had quite a good return. Mm. Sixty-six appearances, twenty goals. Whatever that. He was part of the team that won the thirty-six, thirty-seven championship, and then he was part of the team which would have been Southern Southern League. Southern League. Yeah. yeah. Um. But obviously, we didn't get promotion that year. I think we then. We then played the next year, and I think, and then we had that got strange voting got system. Elected, yeah, yeah. Um, so he played one league season before before the war broke out. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did, uh, which was in Division Three South, he holds the record of being scoring the first ever away goal in the league, ah. the first ever hat trick in the league. Oh man, he's um, steeped yeah. in history. In the in World War Two, he was an RAF PT instructor. And then after the war, he joined Birmingham. And then sadly, in 2001, he, he passed away. But, you know, certainly... Never right by um, So he's in his, well, in his 80s there. Yeah, and, oh, nice you know, he, he stands out. First ever away league yeah. goal, you know, first ever hat-trick. Um, and obviously the first ever Polish international to, to play play for us. <laughs> I like um, those old ones. Stat. We've done a few of those throughout the season. Yeah. I mean... Um, most probably most memorable of which was a few weeks ago when we did uh, um, oh, poor old Len Len, yeah. Len Len Fletcher. Well, that that um, that reminds me. Um, my my wife, Mrs. Stat, has been forced to listen to the show. Yeah, and she's kind of given me a list of things that we need to apologise. Okay. For. Um, at top of the list is is Len. Yeah, Len Fletcher. no, Len's Fle- and, Len, Len had a rather unfortunate accident yeah. with a mobility scooter. So we do. We we. It was just. It, it's my fault. Stat caught me off guard with that one. To be perfectly honest. Um. But yeah, Len. Len. Uh, you know that those things happen. But yeah, other things that we need. To, apparently. Go on. Uh, uh. Mrs. Stat said that we seem to mispronounce things. No. So she's kind of given me what, a list like, of things. Penalty. Yeah, no. and I don't understand because when you said that, that's what she's written: penalty, <laughs> shefty, shefty's not allowed. Deadnums, Deadnums, yeah. Uh, Audi, Audi. Apparently, the German car maker isn't called Audi. Um, our our um, accents and impressions that we've put on, we, she feels oh, no, that they... we need to apologise to the people of no, the North East. No, 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 I don't think so. South Wales, um. And also part was, of 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 India. What was the northeast one we did? What Wasn't was it? Was it uh, Tommy Miller? <laughs> yeah, 
I've got an Audi. I've got an Audi GT one. You will lift whom? Obviously, yeah. She she has a long list. Um, she also said that we should a uh, special mention about Fabian Wilness's uh, settee. We made a reference to that, um, and you know about a, a certain uh, player that had to sit on there. there there's there's a quite a oh, few things that we yeah. we need to apologise about. No, I think I think um, we've done that, and mate. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. I have it's enjoyed only it. Something that we saw. You know, it was very much um, Ben. You know, Ben, our colleague, um, had an idea and, um, you know, we hadn't really met. Each, well, we'd met each other at the round table that, that we do. And I think we, there, spoiler alert, there may be another end of season one with me, you, um, Ben and, um, and and Graham from the Naked Footy Show. But we've met before. So we didn't really know how things were going to um, were gonna pan out. But, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. about you, mate? I've really enjoyed it. Well, I have. It's been brilliant. And one of the things that I've really liked about it is, you know, doing the research for it, which yeah. is you know, almost like a busman's holiday. Yeah. Well, not a busman's holiday. You know, really, really enjoyed what I'm, yeah. what I'm doing. Um, but it's the fact, you know, just finding things out that I never knew about. Yeah, I know. Tulsa I mean, Roughnecks. Tulsa Roughnecks. The hard, hard, whatever something shark in Oxford. Um, Headington Shark. Headington Shark, yeah. In the roof. Never, yeah. never knew that. Um, mobility scooter. No, never knew that. No, it's been great. And what we must say before we go, thanks to, we do this in a studio. Um out uh, out in the wilds of Suffolk, we won't yeah. some can't say where. No. Out in the wilds of Suffolk, so and thanks to Ian who uh, who produces the show and sort of puts it all together. It's been brilliant, um, especially this week. He's just had a knee operation a couple of days ago, so he has, yeah. he's been heroic, heroically helping us this week. Um, well, mate, very bit of most, bit of most. That's it for the that's it for the season. We got we've got a pre season party. Uh, we got we've got a post season party. We have, and then yeah. at some point we're gonna have to get some um, pre season training in for you know. Where the history pod takes us next year? Well, who knows? You know, what, what, what does a stat machine do in a close season? It's just, it must be a rest and just sort of to... strip it down and you know grease grease it up. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, if you've seen those videos, no, it, it goes off to um, Magaluf. Ah, yeah. it'll, it'll come. It'll come back. You know, yeah, mid June or stuff like that. Yeah, you know? had cool. a few pies. Cool, cool. Look, um, really enjoyed it. It's been brilliant, brilliant season. Look, you know, we. We we do this because we you know we're both fans and Stat would say the same. We um you know we both yeah Stat loves doing the research and so do I. The little bit I do, Stat does most of it, and I just sit here and talk really. Um, <laughs> um so it's been it's been really enjoyable. Um, just to remind everyone, we are part of the Blue Monday Network of podcasts. Um, okay, no, please keep sending your um, um, please keep sending your tweets in and your memories, good or bad, to at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, certainly you know, if you have any um, memories of what we've covered this week um, and please subscribe on iTunes and whatever you access your um, your pod, your podcast um, hope you enjoyed it if you remember any of the events we talk about of any suggestions suggestions please let us know on social media at Blue Monday ITFC you can find me at David Diamond 3 and stat at Chomp X3 uh, please hit follow on there and give us a like at facebook.com slash Blue Monday ITFC I was going to say Ben will be here with a with the preview show on Friday, but no, he won't. No, no. Fancy going to the pub? That's it. Let's go. Let's, let's bugger off to the pub. I All think right. that's it. Done. See ya. Cheers, everyone.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.